Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Food John Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mills. I'm your man, P. What's going on, bro? Yo, two weeks in a row. I'm smoking these intros, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Finally got it. Yeah. No stutters, no nothing. So what's going on, man? I can't call it, man. Man, still getting your ass kicked? A little bit, but I'm used to it now. I got you. You know, I didn't uh, had to uh, dust my shoulders off. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, real quick, before we jump right into it, before we even get to tales, before we get to anything, Patreon, what up? If you are not a member of the Patreon at the Food Joint Podcast, I suggest you go head over there now. Mm-hmm. The merch is up for all our Patreon subscribers. The merch is fire. Y'all really don't want to miss out when 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 mills hit me up and say yo check this out and i checked it out i said i need everything yo listen some people we already got some purchases so head on over it's five bucks the the merch is not expensive at all nope and and just keep in mind too some of the stuff that the patreon people can have a opportunity to to purchase before we open it you won't see those stuff again Nah. And also keep in mind too, this is the first season of the merch. It's going to be forever evolving. I think the only thing that's going to remain is the apron. Everything else is going to switch up. But even the apron is fire, though. I I know, but like the the apron, we could just to stick with the thing. Yeah, the apron. The apron is fire. If we saying the apron fire, socks fire. Them socks, bro. <laughs> and listen, I I'm, told you I'm, I was I'm sock guy. I told you I was cooking. I'm Jones crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listen, head on over to Patreon. Um, you know, we'll let it we'll announce when we officially go live with the store. But if you wanna get in there early, show some support early, just head on over to the Patreon now. YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. Subscribers, we like we getting we getting up there. We are. We putting in some work. Mm-hmm. So head on over to to YouTube. Also, Spotify. Apple Podcasts. I mean, we everywhere. Audible. Audible. So, let's get into it. Let's get into Tales. You want to kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. This All right, my man. All right. So, this week for Tales, this story actually takes me back home, takes me to the spot. Okay. And it's funny because I was thinking about it the other day, just on some random shit. But we were still downstairs. You weren't there. Mm-hmm. But we were still downstairs. It was towards the end. And this is when we had to not get ready to get out because you were back then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You was back by then. Mm-hmm. But it was that pe- it was that period um, in between. Was that was that when she called me to come? She needed me when I had left school to come up there? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. No. She called me in a frenzy. <laughs> she did. I remember that like it was yesterday. So, I'm in the kitchen. Mr. R was cooking that day, so you know it was going to be solid. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Rob. It was going to be solid. Mm-hmm. And it was towards the holiday. So, he was like, listen, I need you to help me wrap this card up. Okay. Because remember that little fridge right there in the kitchen? Like he would use that. Like it was his basically. I think so. It was so it was it was tucked like right there by the door when you walk in into the when you walking back towards the storeroom. It's a uh, little refrigerator. It's very okay. easy to miss. So he was like, I need you to help me wrap this card up and we're gonna put it in my refrigerator. So I said, Cool. 
So, you know, he did the old school thing. Take the plastic wrap out the box, put it on there. Uh-huh. You hold it still. I'm going to spin the cart and we're just going to do it like that. Uh-huh. Cool. We doing it. Got it done. Put it in the fridge. So he was like, listen, you already got the concept. Wrap this one for me. I got to run to the bathroom real quick. Oh, no. No, I ain't. I, okay, you, okay, okay. You got to give me some credit. <laughs> my like, bad. Okay, you, I was, you, my bad. My bad. The worst. My bad. So I wrap it. I'm doing it. It's like I'm having a ball wrapping this card up. I'm wrapping it. I'm wrapping it. I'm wrapping it. I put it in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I wrapped it too good. <laughs> how you wrap it too good so when we opened up the plastic wrap it was a brand new box mm-hmm. half that shit was gone off of two carts <laughs> <laughs> bro oh my god bro you would have thought I was wrapping a mummy the mm-hmm. way I was wrapping that cart up when we took it out the fridge, the plastic was coming off the cart. It was like this thick. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, ain't no air getting in here. <laughs> None. Bruh, we had to cut the plastic with like two butcher knives. Oh, my God. To He's... cut it to open that joint up. <laughs> I was having so much fun. I lost track of time. You, just run, you was running was around just... it or you was just spinning the cart and well, holding it in place? No, I had to run around it because I couldn't hold the John and spin the cart. Oh, okay. It was your feet, man. Because it was just me. I, went, I, I, I know, I know. This like is early, early, But early, yeah. it was early. I was, what, 20, 21? Even though at that age, you should have common sense. Right. No. <laughs> you definitely should. But uh, he couldn't help but laugh. He was like, yo, I don't know if you want it to preserve the food (laughs) or like if you never wanted me to use it Mm -hmm. but whatever was on your mind it served the purpose right because by the time we got all the plastic off the cart me and mr rob had both broke a sweat (laughs) oh my good times in the kitchen yo good times in the kitchen you know, you you need situations like that. Yeah, you, know, yeah. You, you need a little levity so you can laugh, but then also look at your coworker like you a fucking jackass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time I asked you to do anything. Listen, he can't say you're not coachable. He, yeah, <laughs> he said wrap the cart. He didn't say he didn't specify like a mummy wrap or just like a little <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> little. <laughs> but the crazy, light wrap. the the funniest part about the whole story. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself when I was done. I was like, hell yeah, I killed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, this this tells, I know I talk about like the New York thing, like it was all fun. Mm-hmm. It was just like a party. Um, This was like the moment where I was like, I don't, I don't, this ain't for me. Okay. Um. So it was. I'm trying to remember what holiday it was. I can't remember what holiday it was, but they had just remind you. I was there. I was acting. I was acting exec slash traveling chef. So I was just there helping out. Right. But I knew they were going to hire somebody. But I was also going to work in a different um, restaurant in New York if I chose to stay. Okay. 
So he the chef the chef that they hired, he worked there before. He was he was cool. There's two kind of chefs. Your cocky ones and your arrogant ones. I don't get along with the arrogant ones. So he listen, I turn the keys over to you. This is everything I set up. This is how everything's supposed to look. Um we're getting inspected next week. I'm I'm I got us in a good shape. Right. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to just change everything. Don't worry about that. It's <laughs> like, okay. So then we is a this this holiday. He's like, Hey, we had two call outs. I need you to work a station. So I'm like, all right. Put me on a worst station. Which was appetizers. Why is appetizers the worst station? Because the different things we had to do, you you the the amount of prep that you had to do for each individual thing, it wasn't like a one time real quick. Okay. It's step after step after step after step. Got you. So you could spend the one thing I know what we was going to use for how many I had to set up, hour and a half already gone. Damn. Because it's it's like one of those things where it's four diff it's four um it calls for four different things you got to do for this one dish. I got you. Okay. Um, and then there's another dish. Same thing. It's four different, just four different processes you have to do. Okay. So it's, it was those two. I knew we was going to get killed on. And then it was another one. I knew we was going to get killed on, but it wasn't, it wasn't nothing crazy. <clears throat> we, it's, it's, it start cracking. Gotcha. But I'm ready. I'm, I, tell, I say this all the time. I'm a vicious prepper. I'm ready. Me and him, we was going back and forth that whole night. Slow down. Speed it up. What are you doing, chef? I need this. Now, <laughs> in the middle of the shit, I was like, yo, pick a speed. And you make sure everybody else is on that same speed. I don't do slow down and then speed up. What are we doing? He's like, man, you're going to be the reason we fall under. What? So he was trying to, what he was trying to do was exert dominance, but it don't work in how he was going about it. So what he was trying to do was try to make me look bad. And what made it even worse that night, he called my regional and told the regional, I got to go. He don't want me in the kitchen. So my regional called me. Was like, yo, what the fuck happened in there? <laughs> so I'm like, I said, I can tell you exactly what happened. I said, instead of encouraging the staff that was fucking up, he was placing the blame on me for their fuck ups. So he was like, that don't make sense. And I was like, you're right. It don't make sense. If this person fired a stake too early, don't tell me to speed up. Tell him to right the wrong. Right. But it was it was he was using that station because it's the appetizer station to say I wasn't moving fast enough. And I was like, if this is what it's like up here where people just fucking because <laughs> if they don't like you, they just, they can make the call to get you going. It's like, bro, I can't. I ain't here for that. Right. And it was a good thing. Like my regional, we kind of fuck with each other. So he knew it was some bullshit. So then he called me back the next morning. He's like, just so you know, I'm, I'm, can you stay? 
longer. I was like, hell yeah. So he's like, okay, good. Because he knew I made every, he knew me well enough to know I had every intention to make his life miserable until I left. So you did leave? Uh, I was there for another couple months. Okay. But I was bouncing around the different, the different restaurants. Okay. It's like four, three or four locations. So I would just bounce around. But he would think I was going and I'd just come back. Be like, yeah, I'm here tonight. What's up? Just being petty. I'm a Scorpio, bro. <laughs> I know he hated you for that. He did. Because you know what it is? And I always say this. You know me. I don't talk much. People think the quiet shit mean pussy. Yeah. It just means I don't, like, don't want to talk. Right. So, but when I do talking, you know, if you get me to that point, I ain't going to shut up. And now I'm, I'm going to be an ass. That I do know. So, that's why you my man. We ain't never had, I ain't have never had that energy. Maybe once or twice. But it was like. <laughs> I don't even remember the once or twice. Nah. No, nah, I said it was light. Remember I asked you if you could fight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to this day, I still thought you was playing. <laughs> Like he's not serious. Okay, I, I you know depending on how you responded. <laughs> like he can't be serious. You know, <laughs> you know what? Remember uh, in Baby Boy when uh, Jody was getting brolic with Ving, and he was like, Psh, "All right, youngster." Mom, <laughs> <laughs> he choked it. That's that's how I felt in that moment. I felt like he was Jody. <laughs> he was he was he was trying me. Like, all right, youngster, go ahead, yo. <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't have fucking quoted the movie if I knew that's where you was going with it. Yeah. All right, young snake. <laughs> All right, let's get into the topic of this week. Today, we're discussing our favorite culinary movies, TV shows, all things entertainment-wise that involves this uh this glorious thing of ours. Now, you know, we've since gave extreme high praises to the bear yeah without question that i can honestly say is in my number one spot okay one a one b depending on the day it changes really yeah to what burnt okay but <laughs> burnt with bradley cooper we just we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, that's like my one A one B because it's like, damn, this is so fucking close. No, yeah, yeah, they are. It's just when they sprinkle in the madness, I like you didn't have to do that, but it worked though. It worked. It really worked for sure. And I don't, I don't honestly, I, I don't, I don't think that without the sprinkles of madness, I don't think it would have worked. With the bear, the madness was outside of the restaurant yeah anytime it was like the crazy shit where i'm like what the fuck it was it was never inside the restaurant and then the crazy shit that happened in the restaurant was some real shit like when he got locked in the freezer and then we talked about that with with that in the uk Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah this type of shit happens when the printer debacle happened and Cindy quit like i appreciate that the bear keeps the insanity outside the shit was when his mom drove the car in the crib, bro. I'm like, all right, that's some TV shit. But it could happen. That was crazy. <laughs> and like you said, Jamie Lee Curtis deserves. Oh, man. 
all kinds of awards for that man every time she popped up bro she was killing um what you got well for me when it come to culinary shows i'm vicious food network bull for sure you know and it's funny because anything guy fietti related you tune in bro diners drive-ins and dives hands down my like top three culinary show ever let me tell you something he was in philly one day this is years ago years 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 ago he went to this restaurant that was literally a block and a half away from me and i was like i never knew this was there and i went and i was like damn all right it was in south philly Nah, this was germantown ad for the show or just in general what you mean like he was in Philly for no, something. No, for the show. For the show. It was this one restaurant on Germantown Ave. And he was, and I was like, wait, this is, I was like, why did I look like the bottom of my block? So I drove and I was like, oh shit. And I went, it was, um, that place has since gone, but um, it was Haitian food. Really? Oh my, it was really, really good. Like really good. Yeah, dog, the guy Fieri don't miss. For sure. And um, Diners, Drivers, and Dives. I love um, Guys Grocery Games. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, he, he has so many shows. Dude, um, he was printing money over at the Food Network. What? Oh. Bro, did you see his current contract? Nah, I don't. I don't want to look at them things. Yo. He's entertaining. Yo. You talk about paid? They ha- he first off, let's keep it a buck. He is Food Network. He kept them afloat Bro. for a long time, and you kudos and kudos to him and shout out to him. Food Network was on a decline, and then he popped up. Yeah, and then he started pulling in. He started pulling in like you could tell he was phoning in favors because I remember it was a it was. Food Network wasn't great. Food Network wasn't good. Uh-oh. Fuck great. It wasn't good. Yeah, it was very... It was the old lady. I can't remember her name. But she got caught for saying nigga. Oh, yeah. Her. her the she, one that had the, uh, the, the, the pottery and so, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. It was her. I can't remember her name. Emerald Lagasse. And... Bobby Flay would pop up, but not often Bobby early. Bobby Flay was, um, he was like the guy when you was in the jam, you could call him. Yeah. And then you had the Emerald Gagasi, and then there was another, oh my God, these names are escaping me, but the tall, heavy set Italian dude, Mario Balto. He yeah. used to have a show. So that early iteration, although it was cool, it wasn't geared to, it was geared to something very specific. And then you bring Guy Fieri on, and he's like going to these places and these cities and these towns, going to local places. Then it's like, oh, okay. I'm going to tell you the three people that is currently keeping Food Network afloat, even though Food Network is in a great position. Oh, hell yeah. Guy Fieri. Of course. Bobby Flay. Mm-hmm. And Chef Alex Alex Gornishelli. Yes. She listen. I butchered her last name. Oh uh, yeah, Gornishelli. I got you. But um 
it's just and then you have this those three i think this is that's the previous generation this new generation that's coming in um we putting this out there that we're going to be a part of that new generation mm-hmm. they got some new up-and-coming people that they're going to they're going to be a force so but for me jamie oliver <laughs> i don't know why this is a thing but in like that culinary world i don't know why he get critiqued so bad mm-hmm. he had the show called food 911 i heard of that and that was the show that got me doing this because he was teaching this lady how to make scrambled eggs and i'm like how you don't know how to make scrambled eggs but the super fluffy perfect scrambled egg he showed her how to do it i copied it i said holy shit so anytime food 911 was on i was watching it then just as a personal like to somebody who like i looked up to anything bobby flay i was watching it and then chopped is, is my shit Chop used to give me migraines because they would put that <laughs> give you that basket. You'd be Yo, like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I would try to figure that basket out, mm-hmm. and for the life of me, it's like, how? Um, I would. This is what I would do. I would. They would show what's in a basket. I would pause it, and I give myself two minutes to figure something out. Okay. And then it would be like, okay, cool. Then I'll watch the show, and I'd be like, damn, I had an idea. And then so it's like, all right. So now once you realize, I mean, with Chopped, you get to see something different. What hurt my feelings is when he did the chop with the kids. Oh, And yeah. I'm like, damn, they dead nice. And they like nine years old. They mm-hmm. can't even see above the counter. So, yeah, Chopped for sure. I think some of that shit, though, with the kids, I think some of that shit be Hollywood. I think it'd be rigged. Ah... Uh, you talking about like industry plants? Yeah, <laughs> I would. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, but I could. I, I understand how some of those kids were as talented as they are. Because when you find out what their parents did, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Because there was a couple kids whose parents were actual chefs, mom and dad. So it's like, oh, it's in your DNA. Yeah, like you don't got no choice. You don't, you do got a choice, but like you just see it. You don't see, yo, know, get them hot dogs out the freezer. It's well, mom said we making hot dogs. Right. So you just, they just perspective is just super wide. No, um, yeah, I, I get that. You know who else had and has, because it was, I think it was better back then than, than it is now, but it's still mm-hmm. good. Uh, Chef Robert Irvine. Oh, he does the uh, bar rescue, I think. Yeah. Uh, he be cussing them the fuck out, but then you look Big and s- but you look and see what they what some of these establishments be having going on. It's like they deserve it. What, like, bro, like what you always say, you can kill somebody with negligence, and that watching those commercials <laughs> is the most negligent shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like how, bro? Like how? How in in good conscience can you come to work and see the conditions of your establishment, especially the kitchen, and say, "All right, we good. Open up, ready for service." Yeah, like what? It's been so many. Like I watch it, but I I really only watch it for when he opened a refrigerator, because that lets me know. <laughs> like, 
He done he pulled something out the freezer. He said, I know this been in here for over a year. And then he they started peeling off the plastic. Nobody knew what it was. No dates, no no nothing. dates, no labels, no nothing. Mold, I, it's many episodes I saw where there's mold on multiple things. Mm-hmm. Like you're fucking disgusting. Bro, listen, you know it's bad when he tells them to shut it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut it down we're not even open it's just close close this bitch all together i remember he shut something down on opening night <laughs> he said nope we're not even doing this <laughs> and it's, it's yeah you're right you can kill somebody and how people just fail to see that because all they see is green they just want they just listen i don't care that our service is subpar i'm trying to get paid mm-hmm it's like what? Have some integrity. Something. Um, something. But yeah, no, Robert Irvine, he, he he's a he's he's a guy. He, like he's 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 bull. And sure. he um he definitely helps to hold food network mm-hmm. down. So I've always been like an early bird. Like I always wake up super early in the morning. Um this early, early, early food network when they used to play um Iron Chef. But the Japan one. Oh, okay. And I didn't understand. I didn't really understand what was going on. It's funny as shit. Wait, the Japan one with all the, the contestants? Old, yeah, uh, yeah, but it's the old school one. So it was like the early 90s. Mm. I used to wake up early and just watch it. And I would just watch that like regular TV. And it, <laughs> this is a fucked up joke. But this comedian was like, people who speak Japanese sound like they're yelling condiments. So I watched it one day and a comedian, he was like, people that speak Japanese be like, honey mustard. <laughs> Don't you know? I'm fucking watching this shit. <laughs> she fucking said it. For real. <laughs> fucking said honey mustard. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. This can't be real. But watching what they do, like, because their cuisine is completely different as far as over here. Um, the techniques are still the same. They just have a different view of it. I, if I could find it every once in a while, I pop it on. I'd be like, they learn heavy, something. They heavy sauce people. Learn something new. Yeah, like when I was like teaching myself how to make ramen, mm-hmm. I would watch that, read okay. a book, watch that, read a book. Like my ramen game is is official. Official tissue. Yeah, what? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. Another movie, we might have to dis- discuss this in the future, but um, it's a movie called Chef. John Favreau, John Leguizamo. Um, it's it's kind of similar to Burnt. This dude, he had a meltdown. <clears throat> had a meltdown. Lost his title, his restaurant. Made his own um, food truck. But the tale of the whole story is the movie is crazy okay the behind the scenes is crazy and he had a show on netflix like he just fell in love with john favreau fell in love with the culinary industry after he made that movie so so he had this show on netflix he was with some of the people that helped train him they were working on hey we made this in a movie let's make it here so chef that's a dope movie you guys should check out um what you got you got something else I forget his name. Black guy. Heavy set guy. He has a show. Now, I don't know if it came back for a second season, 
but he did have a whole first season. Right. He has a show on Netflix where mm-hmm. he goes around. It's basically it's basically diners, drive-ins, and dives. That's basically what it is. Right. But he goes around across the country, different cities, whatever the case, and um, does food reviews. But the way he does his show, mm-hmm. let's just say, like, okay, he did an episode in Baltimore. Okay. He would go to like three or four different locations and mm-hmm. try, you know, their signature stuff. Right. Then he would score it, grade it, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the show, he would pick the establishment that he liked the best and what he had there. And that establishment would be the winner. But he would highlight multiple locations mm-hmm. all in one show versus, you know, the way it's done on diners, drive-ins, and dives where you go to, he's at three different locations, but he's in three different cities. Right. Yeah. And they kind of smash everything together. Yeah. And um, he, the, the, the black guy I'm talking about that has the show, he highlights on his show mm-hmm. all small business mom and pop type shit no conglomerates right no nothing like that same as diners drivers and dives just the local man right but some of the stuff that he was um he was eating on there was like yo i now next time i'm in the in this city (laughs) i'm going i'm gonna say this and i just had this thought Food Network is great. It's a classic model. It's been here forever. Vice TV? Fuck that's, fuck that's delicious with Action Bronson. Mm. Amazing. It's amazing because it's the culture. And if you if like you really want to see how Action Bronson is a foodie. He's a he's a chef. Yeah, like so he's like he he's been in the business. He knows. So you got that, and you got uh, Maddie Matheson from the Bear Fame with it's Supper Time on like yeah. Vice. Like they, it's how Vice already Vice is how their their motto of how they do shows in general is already amazing. And then you start doing these cooking shows that yes, Food Net Food Network is more refined, presentable suit tie. Vice got oh, we could actually cook though. Like what's up? And their shows are amazing, and then you know they bring on their homies, you know, like uh, with with um fuck that's delicious with Action Bronson. He brings on the rapper homies, and teaches them how to make stuff, and then you know they bring their favorite recipes and they refine them. One time they they um, <clears throat> I never saw this instrument before, but it looked like two sticks with like with a. Uh, two points on it and there was like a glass that sat in the two points okay and they rotated it it was like a whole glass and they were making a um seafood boil in that and i was like what the fuck that's crazy it it literally looked like a glass bottle with with two bottlenecks on the end okay so and it was like they had it rotating and they were just adding different stuff in there and they found they poured it out and i was like i know that smells amazing just like you alluded to, 
Food Network kind of set the foundation, the groundwork for a lot of for these, sure. for a lot of these other networks and shows and mm-hmm. so so on and so forth. But not to be slept on, there are a lot of shows out here. For sure. On a lot of networks that people wouldn't necessarily think about. Because when you mentioned Vice just now, I know Vice. I've watched a couple things on Vice, you know, um, you know. Just general shows? Yeah, but I never knew the shows that you was just talking about was mm-hmm. on there and yeah. never would have thought hey listen let me check out vice because i'm pretty sure they got some bomb ass food stuff on there you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and it's just like it just the homies cooking out that's what it feels like it don't feel like a cooking show it just feels like a barbecue which you kind of need both you kind of need the super technical stuff that the food network provides and then you also need the we had the barbecue with it what's up um, another show, please go check this out. It's called High on the Hog. I heard of that. How African American Cuisine Transform America. And it's so just if you're black, go watch it. Okay. It gives you a history of how I mean <laughs> we built the country. <laughs> yeah. But it tells the story of how we transformed the cuisine too. In which it kind of gets overlooked because Food, it's food. High on the hog. It's on Netflix. Please go check that out. Okay. What's so interestingly funny is this new iteration of Iron Chef. Um, it was like the global one. It was different countries versus different countries. One of the co-hosts, she goes on to the explain goes on to explain um how amazing Korean fried chicken is, and it's the greatest fried chicken ever. And then the other co-host um, Alton Brown corrects her and says um, they actually learned how to fry chicken from the black GIs that were sent over there in the Vietnam War. Mm. So even something small like that, that's like that's a part of culinary history. We <laughs> our food not only transformed America, but it transformed the world. You ain't so, lying about that, brother. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, she got another show that you be watching, man, that you went to? Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. You know what? It's funny. I mean, even though, mm-hmm. you know, we, we mentioned it already. Kids Bacon champion, Championships. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't watch them. I get discouraged. It's like, how are they doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, how? But again, you know, mm-hmm. some of it is just genetics because their parents are in it. Yeah other times it's like they just they're just really gifted right no yeah and but it, it's get, something you could um you could definitely like work on it and get good but you know it's just some kids like those second generation third generation chefs like their mind is elsewhere mm-hmm. so yeah man let's jump in the tails and then dip up out of here sure what you get? What you? Oh, I'm sorry, not not tales. <laughs> Motivational mic drop. My apologies. Um, you got something for the for the people? You want to motivate the people? Yeah, I got you. So, for my motivational mic drop this week, mm-hmm. I would have to say, never stop learning. For sure. And it doesn't matter what your profession is, what what your craft is. Oh, same thing. 
doesn't that doesn't matter where you are in life none of that because there's always something to learn and then a lot of times in our professions things are constantly evolving so in our line of work look at how far the food service industry came for sure there's a million different ways to do a million different things Mm -hmm. so don't pigeonhole yourself and just put yourself in a box whereas though you're only in one place learn as much as you can make yourself more valuable even if you're just doing it for yourself just so you can you know do some stuff around the house that you never thought you'd be able to do in the kitchen Mm -hmm. but there's always room for improvement but you can't improve if you're not willing to take the time to learn something new yeah let's i'm gonna say this quote (laughs) it's kind of funny but it piggyback on what you said about like all keep learning Mm -hmm. (laughs) this guy said if they don't have books don't fuck them wow and let me tell you but it goes into what you're saying you have to constantly be evolving and learning Mm -hmm. so like that let that's a tell sign of like okay are you are you evolving are you learning are you the same person yesterday as you are today so yeah but i fucks with the dog you see uh (laughs) for motivational for motivational mic drop it's a quote by james (laughs) khan he said my least favorite phrase in english language is i don't care Least favorite. Least favorite. Because that attitude won't get you far. At all. Find something you care about and invest in it. Treat it like a plant. You plant the seed, you water the seed, it grows. Right. You don't care about the seed, don't expect to get anything from it. So <laughs> remove I don't care from your from your from your language, from your vocabulary. Nah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it gets so bad, people don't even realize they're saying it. Yeah. And then even then, that goes into the the words you're putting out in the universe. It's like, be careful. Yeah. So, there you have it, man. Another week in the books. Like YouTube, like, share, subscribe, Patreon. Go sign up to the Patreon. Five bucks. All major streaming platforms, we are there. Please add Gilly, add Gilly the King, add Wallow two six seven. One million dollars worth of game. They they doing this new show where they're highlighting new up and comers, and we would love, love, love to be on there. So add them, put in their comments at the Food Joint Podcast. Put it as many times as you want. Spam them. We got you know, we will be on there for sure, for sure, for sure. Yep. So once again, I'm your host, Mills. I'm your man, P. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Peace.